Hello kids, my name is Ayan, and you're listening to Learning and Play with Ayan. Today, I'm going to read The Teacher Ate My Homework. Chapter 9. I stumbled backwards and tripped over a falling branch. The dark figure was bearing down on me. I tried to scream, but no sound came out. I scrambled for something to defend myself. I can't even see where I was. Okay, found it. But with... I scrambled for something to defend myself with, but as I looked back, I realized the creature wasn't growling. It was laughing. Its sharp feet weren't sharp. Its red eyes weren't red. It wasn't a werewolf. It was Mr. Michaels. The janitor stood after, laughing at me maniacally. Gotcha, he steamed joyously. You, have seen, you should have seen your face. Very funny, I said, brushing myself down. Here's your water, Mr. Michael said, and then when he eventually stopped laughing. Try not to scream I when I passed it to you. I felt the blood rushing to my face again. Yeah, well, I was only scared because of your ugly fillet face, I said angrily. Mr. Michael stopped chuckling to him. Self and looked at me in the dead eyes. Well, well, the, well, well. The boy has a ground back, a back, has grown a backbone. He snarled. But, but you know what backbones get you. The tension tomorrow night after school. I was tempted to double down and insult him again. But something about the look in his eyes told me it wasn't a good idea. So a good idea. So I bit my tongue. I could feel the anger still boiling inside of me but I managed to keep working keep it in check as we got back to work we continued building the fence in silence it became harder and more uncomfortable as the morning passed and the sun rose higher in the sky even eventually the fence was fixed and we progressed to clearing the falling branch is and raking the muddy tracks. Before the patch of earth looked good as new, Mr. Michaels told me to gather my things and follow him back to class. In the rush to keep up with the janitor's long strides, I rushed I realized I left my bag behind when we were halfway across the field. I told Mr. Michaels what happened before running myself back to get my backpack as I reached the fence, the fence in the air. Around me suddenly seemed a lot chillier. A storm was coming. The bushes swayed violently and the wind whistled through the thicket. 
I saw my bag laying under the willow tree and bent down to pick it up. As I did, I heard another noise, an unnatural one. I stepped back and I could hear a rumbling sound coming within undergrowth. Very fun, Mr. Michaels, but you're not going to get me again, I shouted as I turned to leave. I saw Mr. Michaels wait, still waiting me in the distance. I turned to the bush again and saw some two things. I saw a thing standing right in front of me. Two red eyes started nodded the green ear. Its lips pulled back as a, and I saw its razor sharp teeth. It looks like us. It took a slow deliberate step a deliberate step forward. Chapter 10. I realized my only hope was to run. I turned on my heels and sprinted as fast as I could back across the playing field. I tripped and hit the ground hard and instantly in a roll to protect myself from the beast. It wasn't there. I looked back at the bushes. It had vanished. The leaves swayed gently in the cool breeze. I wasn't going to wait for it to come back, so I held myself up and carried on running to Mr. Michaels. As I arrived, I could see his, on his face that he'd been laughing at me from the distance, but I didn't care. I had to tell him. Chapter 10. A werewolf, a real werewolf in the bushes. I pointed back to the point. I'd come struggle to hold, catch my breath. A werewolf? A werewolf, Mr. Michael asked. His smile suddenly faded. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. It stood right in front of me. The janitor took it deep breath and composed himself. Werewolves don't exist. And if they did, wouldn't one wouldn't one they wouldn't be in out here in the daytime scaring kids with their big teeth and red eyes. But sir, I said, how did you know it had red eyes? Chapter eleven Mr. Michaels peered at me with a big, with a strange, false, fearful look on his face. Sir, how did you know it had a big red eyes? I repeated. I, uh, it didn't, he stammered. They always have red eyes, don't they? In the films, I mean. It doesn't matter. I need to go. I need to do some real work, not this babysitting stuff. Take the tools back to the shed and back to your class. Now, the janitor dropped his tool bag and feet and made a hasty retreat after pointing at me in the direction of the of a rick, rickety-looking shed in the shadow of one at the school's main building as I approached the wooden shack.
The courtyard was deserted. I could see the kids preparing to leave their classes. It was almost break time. I'd spent the whole lesson helping Mr. Michaels. I hurried towards the tool shed so I could be so I could be on out in time to enjoy the break. The break was Ellie. A padlock hung loose on the latch. I grabbed the door and pulled. It creaked out loudly as I forced it open the rusted hinges and stepped out inside. The interior was and the interior was dark dark and smelled of sour milk and wet paint. I took a step forward and allowed my eyes to adjust the light. The shed was crowded with random objects stacked from the floor to ceiling. As I stepped further inside, the, the floorboards groaned under my weight, and a pile of boxes laid dangerously to my left. That always happens in scary stories. Oh, wait, that wasn't the book. That was just me. So I looked around for a place to lay Mr. Michael's tool bag. Eventually, I saw an, I saw a long gap in the mess towards the back and pressed on. I reached the end of the rear of the shed and brushed cobwebs from my face and placed Mr. Michael's tools on the shelf. In an instant, it went dark. The light from the opening had disappeared. I peered into the blackness and the figure and figured the door must blown shut in the wind. With only a few thin beams of light breaking through cracks to guide me, I stepped towards through step breaking through cracks to guide me. I stepped towards the Everest. I moved my arms, stretched and feeling my way out back with the door shut. The outside world seemed further away. The school seemed to float far into the distance. The only existence were, was the here and now. The sound of my footsteps echoed around the room, and every groan and crackle of the wood ever reverberated through my entire body. It wasn't until I was halfway towards the exit that I saw it, one of the beams of sunlight was extinguished for a split second. Someone was outside the shed, I shouted, asking who was there, hoping they opened the door and allowed me to see where I was going, but no one answered. I called out again, silence. Another beam of light flickered. They were circling in the shed 
and uh, outside is looking in. Sir, is that you? I called Ellie Zaza. My voice wasn't. My voice was wavered. I heard a reply, but it wasn't a human. The beast pawed and sniffed outside the shed, and its cold, its claws scratched and splintered the wood. I felt my heart racing in the chest. I, as I froze on the spot and listened intently, the werewolf was circling, biding its time. It was playing with its food. I thought about the kids I'd seen through the windows. Surely they would be leaving their classes any minute now and would scare the beast away. I couldn't wait to find out. The creature burst through the filmy wooden walls. Any second, I had to get out. Wait. I took a step in the direction of the door. Didn't did not care to make a sound. The force the force sighed beneath my feet, and I paused before trying again. A step further near, I saw a slightest slither of creep creeping under the doorway. I'd found a way out. I felt like shelves around me, and I grabbed something sin. Cylindrical, a paint can probably. I sent myself in an amateur splinter pose and and prepared mentally. Suddenly, with the beast somewhere outside, I threw the can as hard as I could over my shoulder and ran forward to the door. I heard the can crash into the back wall. Cause an anvil, an avalanche of school supplies, hoping, hoping it was enough to distract the beat. I lunged to the exit. As I burst through the door, and blinded, was blinding, blinded by sunlight. As I desperately, and desperately towards the school building. Chapter thirteen. We're gonna stop there, and we're going to finish tomorrow. So bye. I hope you like this this uh pod this uh podcast episode. Bye.